You're listening to the John DePietro Show. There's a very dramatic incident that happened in East Greenwich Sunday morning. Now, if you want to read about it, log on to the website, dipietro.com. We seem to have the exclusive on it. To me, this is quite a story. Other media are passing on it. You can make your own judgments to why after I tell you the story. But you have a situation where, and the two homeowners have no relation and don't know the person involved. So it was early Sunday morning when this man on Justin Road is in his garage and suddenly this guy appears. His name is Brian Johnson. They don't know each other. And Johnson has a knife and he followed him into the garage and attempts to carjack him. Now, what Johnson doesn't know is the homeowner actually is a legal gun owner and has a pistol, uh, I believe an ankle pistol holster takes the gun out and points it at him and so first the assailant who was trying to carjack him to take his vehicle first he drops the knife then he picks it up and runs the homeowner chases him out of the garage and then either the the weapon either accidentally discharges upward outside the garage or Possibly fired up in the air, but regardless. So he then contacts police. They arrive on the scene. He's explaining what happened. Firearm is secured. Trying to explain exactly what happened. Again, it does seem, and it is unusual, something like that. Um, and then suddenly, as they're in the midst of, they have Rhode Island State Police, East Greenwich Police, North Kingstown, West Greenwich are now all searching for the suspect. As they're doing that, they receive another call, this time from a wife. And a short distance away, this couple, this was before 8 o'clock in the morning, just this past Sunday. As they're getting ready for mass, they suddenly hear someone banging on the door outside, out on their deck. When they go back there, there's a guy bleeding, and he's got a knife, and he's trying to get into their house. And so the homeowner here, he uh gets he has a a legal gun owner he gets his gun from my understanding the wife calls 911 police come they see the guy and the guy smack as the police arrive smash through the door on their back deck they have apparently like a sliding glass door now now he's in the kitchen with the couple and the husband has him in the corner and has his gun on him and the police apprehend him and then as they bring him in he says to the police i should have charged at the guy who pointed the gun at me and they're taken to ken hospital his name is brian johnson you can see his mugshot on the website dpetro.com now several things about the story where is he from new hampshire didn't know totally random didn't know these people i believe on the outside camera he yelled he was looking for drugs or wanted money for drugs you look at him he looks like someone on serious drugs he had a knife now you had to two legal gun owners stop this guy the first one he stopped him in the garage he was going to try to take his car from him and then the second was the man inside his own home that this guy smashed through the glass and then had to have the gun on him no coverage in the media look at how aggressive 
this business that Governor McKee is going to have this safe place where you can do drugs, this safe place where they'll check your meth, they'll check your heroin for fentanyl, they'll check your cocaine, they'll check your crack, anything like that. As I have told you, that this is going to attract, this guy's from New Hampshire. Folks, what Governor McKee has either wittingly or unwittingly done is they're legalizing illicit drugs. In this business of, well, this time we're going to check them to make sure that they're not doing something, you know, that's uh, spiked with fentanyl, that it could be result in an overdose. But you're luring and attracting people that have very serious drug problems into the area because you're allowing this because you're moving forward with this program first one in the nation to do this certainly the first one in new england this guy's in new from new hampshire wanted by police in new hampshire where does he end up in rhode island why that's where you can get the drugs that's where it's that's where it's legal this puts law enforcement in a horrible situation but notice how the media doesn't even cover the story that two legal gun owners were able to keep this guy at bay and prevented themselves from either A, being carjacked, or B, who knows what would have happened. I mean, this guy bro literally broke into their home, and he broke into their home as he was being chased by the police. Again, I know if you haven't heard this, um, check out the website, dipetro.com. We have all the details there. It's frightening to read that this is happening in our area. I am telling you, we are under attack. I know everyone talks about the immigrant, migrant invasion. There's another one that's happening as well. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge. Easy to get to, whether it's lunch or dinner. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Think of this, since 1994. That's right, celebrating the big anniversary this year. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Channel 12 aired a story. Uh, someone knows something. Sister seeks answers in Brothers Unsolved Murder. So Channel 12 is doing um, a series of like these cold cases. So this is a little bit different. I actually covered, was on scene when this happened. This was the night before Thanksgiving of 2022. Not 2023, 2022. So... Let's play the story, and then I'll give you where I want to give my take on exactly how I think this thing plays out. Here it is. Investigators exclusive. Everything is just a nightmare, to be honest. The sister of a murder victim is speaking for the first time since her brother was shot and killed while driving his car in Providence. It happened the night before Thanksgiving in 2022. More than a year later, there are still no arrests in the case. Target 12 investigator Alexandra Leslie has his sister's plea for answers. 
This Seven Line Police report is all that's been publicly released about Craig Robinson's murder. His sister says she feels like someone knows something about his death, and she's asking any of those people or suspects to come forward. He was like the light of the room and the family. Aaliyah Robinson describes her younger brother Craig as a funny, sweet guy. I call him Pillsbury Doughboy because he's just such a, like, uppity person, outgoing. But at 24 years old, Craig Robinson's life was cut short. On November 23, 2022, Robinson crashed his car on Hazel Street in Providence, but it was no ordinary crash. First responders found he had been shot. Police believe it happened two blocks away on nearby Phoebe Street, where they found a shell casing. He had uh, passed away uh, shortly after he arrived at the hospital. Aaliyah says she spoke with her brother, who lived in North Providence, hours before and got no indication anything was off. We talked about Thanksgiving. I told him, you know, be there. Be there for 3 o'clock. That's the time we're eating. Like she says in the 14 months since, police haven't provided any major updates. I just know that my brother was going to meet someone and um really that's it i'm kind of like blindsided like everybody else we only know what they're releasing so police have not named any suspects but previously told reporters they believed the shooting was targeted so they weren't looking for anybody else but um the victim and maybe a friend. Aaliyah says she feels someone may have tried to rob her brother or maybe an argument went wrong, but she told me she doesn't feel the intent was to kill him that night. I think it was in the moment. Do you think you have an idea of who you know did this? No, I have no idea. It's hard for me to even trust people. I don't know who to trust. If you could talk to someone who knows something but isn't sharing, what would you say? If you know something, don't withhold the information. You don't know the lives that you could be helping by coming forward. So I that's a nice story. But what's interesting to me <clears throat> is you never hear. All right. First of all, I know something about this case, and it's it's similar to other cases like that. that and that is there were people that know things and they don't cooperate with police, but no one calls them out on it. Now, what was missing from that piece is you never hear uh, leaders in the black community. You never hear Black Lives Matter or any affiliation of them ever put on the spot. They never come forward and there's no pressure on them to speak out, to tell people if you know something, come forward and cooperate with police. Many times, I don't know all the specifics of this particular case, but it certainly has the makings that there's certainly people that know something, but they don't cooperate with police. What are police supposed to do? There are other crimes that get solved because people do cooperate with police. So if you have a, a horrible situation like this and there are people that know things and the, the street code is don't snitch and so therefore no one says anything. I don't, what are the police supposed to do? I know it's tough on the family, but I want to go back to their elected leaders. Uh, Senator Mack is one. She never encourages people in her area of the world, which is in Providence and around Camp Street. She never encourages them to come forward if there's any type of crime. You never hear Black Lives Matter, Harrison Tuttle. You never hear him 
come out and say people that know something about this should cooperate and talk to the police. They, they never say that. It's this unspoken code, even in the Channel 12 piece that you just heard. Now, I believe there's different parts to it, and I'm not trying to be critical of it, but it's you don't even hear any sound of we asked the leader of Black Lives Matter, what is your message to those that have information? Like, it's not even thought about. It, it's not even visited. And I think that's a big part of the dynamic that there were people that is the don't snitch snitches end up with stitches end up in ditches better to be uh judged by 12 than carried by six it's that mentality and as long as you have that it doesn't exist everywhere other people do speak out and then therefore crimes get solved you're listening to the john DePietro show Propane Plus, call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations, you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 a service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a very long time they have a great user-friendly website you just log on at propaneplus.com and then you type in your zip code residential commercial propane plus heating and cooling always there for you give them a call today in rhode island 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 the johnson family three generations heating and cooling you can always depend on propane plus you're listening to the john DePietro show i want to be very clear i mean i would prefer not to have to talk about the problems with the 195 and the washington bridge but it's a big part of our area because as we've seen it has a domino effect and it affects traffic everywhere and you rec- I think people are starting to recognize, if they didn't already, that one of the draws of the area, right? Like, let, let's be honest. The, the whole element with uh, life in the ocean state is it's, it's not supposed to be a hassle. People associate. There, there, are people that, there are people that each day travel to Boston, and they work in Boston. And, and why do they do that? They, they do it because they can earn more money. But along with that, you have a longer commute, you have heavy traffic, or you have people that take the train. And there are people that are willing to make that sacrifice because in the end, uh, even though the commute is longer, and even though, uh, you know, it just makes things a little more difficult and stressful, but they, they do, they put up with, and they take the sacrifice because ultimately they feel it's, it's better for them and their family. What this is doing is this is the added stress impact uh, affecting travel with with no added benefit, right? I mean, you, you have people that are now stuck. And, and as much as Governor McKee can say, oh, you know, it only affects, it's only 15 extra minutes, that's, uh, you know, first of all, it, it's longer than that. But, but look at, if you follow that, look, look at, 
what it really is. Um, let's let's just say it's 20 minutes, and that's 20 minutes each way, by the way. So now it's 40 minutes, and then maybe they wanted to go somewhere else and they're delayed. He is he that's that's not part of the deal. Many of the people that this is impacting, uh, th this was not didn't go into their decision of how they're going to operate and it is affecting quality of life and they don't have any short answers meaning there's no short-term solution here so they can try to play around with traffic patterns and and he the, but the the bottom line is this is not something that they want to deal with but in reality it should it should have been the only thing they were dealing with now what this also comes back to is and it's a very simple question how did this supposed bridge pass inspection back in july it makes no sense it's so far gone there are people that are paid very generously to oversee the program and oversee the safety and oversee the repairs and everything else and there was a complete breakdown i don't know enough about it if they say that they're inspected every six months uh, that that seemingly it it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense something that important is just checked every six months and it goes back to i i don't see how and no one seems to have an answer on this how back in july that this thing was fine and suddenly now it's it's a problem um it it just doesn't square in in governor mckee for all of these different you know things that they think are priorities so they want to do this and they want to do that it, it comes down to the basics his main focal point should just be making sure the roads and bridges are safe and people don't trust that and people don't have a reason to trust that so in governor mckee he can say he should have known sooner and he didn't know for a certain period of time he he fails to recognize that ultimately he's the one responsible here nobody else he's trying to point blame in all different directions it begins and ends with him so when you think of all the things that they throw out and what what i mean by that are issues that are not priorities now you have to look at you know the state uh, took over the providence schools they should kick that back to providence this is crazy he needs to just focus on trying to make sure and it seems like it's a a, a simple request let's make sure that all our roads and bridges are safe for the people that are driving over them if they're not or if you're not sure about it i i don't think he should be focusing on anything other than making sure that the basics are done you're listening to the john DePetro show it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland diagonally across from davenport restaurant stop in and see marie that historic white church shop local inside all quality products vitamins herbal remedies trusted companies they understand quality integrity it's my health it's all about your health local products i say honey maple syrup beef fresh gum you know they carry over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas hemp and cbd products and much more natural skincare products. Stop it in C. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family, 
There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health. And it's my health. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So much for three weeks or three months. How about three years? That's what now national transportation is saying about the bridge situation. What an absolute disaster. I don't um I don't understand how Governor McKee is still trying to this business of safety and th- this this is about mismanagement. This is about incompetence. This is about a complete failure of local government where taxpaying citizens and businesses put tremendous trust into local government with the idea that okay you know we'll 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 pay this we'll pay our taxes we understand the importance of bridge maintenance improving the roads bridge inspection everything that goes along with it it's a big part of i mean it is what it is um it's 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 rhode island there are bridges there's water and this is one of them but I, I don't understand this victory lap that Governor McKee is trying to make that somehow he's the hero who, hey, we're just trying to keep people safe and we're just trying to do what's right. And <clears throat> you have to go back over the past couple of years. Who was in charge of that? Who was checking off that it was all fine? Who was inspecting it? Who was, who was signing off on all this? These are all perfectly legitimate questions we haven't got any answers on this and for them to now step aside and say well it looks like you know it could be a couple years and and now the national federal federal highway administrator is touring this um completely completely unacceptable absolutely disgraceful let's pick up the piece from channel 12 by the Washington Bridge closure, and leaders in D.C. say they want Rhode Islanders, Rhode Islanders to know that people at a federal level are watching this closely. After getting a first-hand look at the Washington Bridge themselves, state, local, and federal leaders walked down the Gano Street off-ramp to give us an update. Uh, got a great uh, briefing. Uh, Secretary Buttigieg has been um, in regular contact with the delegation. Included uh, in the group, the National Highway Administrator, Shailen Bat. He was sworn in by U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg at the end of 2022. As a federal highway administrator, we had closures in Pennsylvania and California. And my message to the people of Rhode Island is, whether it's federal, state, or local resources, we've got everybody aligned here to get this bridge repaired or replaced as quickly as possible. That is in Providence because there's a chance the westbound side of the Washington Bridge has to be torn down and rebuilt. Something that he says would likely take a year or two to complete if state leaders decide that's what's necessary. When bridges close, communities really feel the impact. And uh, I know uh, the mayors of Providence and East Providence, uh, they're 
the citizens and the constituents who live there, I'm sure, are feeling all of the overflow traffic that is going through streets. It happened in Philadelphia when 995 uh, was closed, in, in L.A. when the 405 was closed. And so our hearts go out to the people who are really bearing the impacts of this. And Bat says he really wants national bridge experts to work with Rideout on this. But again, there is still no clear timeline or plan on what happens from here. It is worth noting that Director Peter Alvidi today was not answering any questions. Reporting live in East Providence tonight, I'm Sheena Loshudo, 12 News. It is interesting. Um, I'm sure at the direction and behest of, uh, of Governor McKee. But how long is that going to take? You know, all these studies, what people need to recognize, all these consultants, all of these studies, these people don't work at breakneck speed. They work at their own pace. I find that the locals, the McKee administration, they keep setting deadlines. And the problem when you're starting to set deadlines is it's like setting a red line in the sand. Then everything starts to evolve around the deadline that you set up so they set up meaning the mckee administration they set up that first they said that it would be affected for for three months now they say we should have an answer within i think they said end of february into march they keep they keep setting up deadlines are, are those is that a real deadline do we know that that's the real timeline that we're talking about, I, I doubt it. Um, again, there are national people. The, the one good sign here was that it was a national individual coming in, has experience, other parts of the country, different perspective. I find it hard to believe that, you know, this is the first time anyone's ever faced anything like this. But it, it doesn't excuse the fact that there was tremendous faith put into this administration that they were overseeing everything and on top of that keep in mind at the state of the state governor key they they were like taking bows and they were patting themselves on the back for a job well done this is a massive screw-up and it's going to take years to correct um people's lives are going to be as they say, inconvenience, but for a very long time. I just, I, if, if they're being honest, they don't know how long it's going to take. They don't have a plan. I'm not saying they should, but it also just comes back to how is this possible that this particular section of bridge, that, that it was still being uh, approved, that no one thought anything of going over that. It was all signed off. Now you have a problem with trucks on some of the side roads in Providence. I mean, and with Governor McKee, no matter what he tries to focus on, it all comes back to this. And at any time, there could be an accident, then there's more gridlock, then there's more traffic jams. It is never-ending. So that is the latest on the bridge. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. For all your tree needs, call Yankee Tree today. The tree trimming experts in Lincoln call Yankee Tree at 401-439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, 
pre-pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, even bobcat service, you can depend on Yankee Tree. Remember, 24-7 emergency services available. They are fully insured, licensed arborists. Yankee Tree. With all these storms, don't let some dangerous branches fall onto your home or business. Call Yankee Tree today, 401 439 6028. The tree trimming experts in Lincoln, you can depend on Yankee Tree Service. Call them, 401 439 6028. Free quote, 24 7 emergency service, Yankee Tree Service. There when you need them, 401 439 6028. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, talk continues, trying to get some sort of a deal in Washington regarding the border. Border security bill. Let's pick up the latest with ABC. In 50 years since a cabinet secretary was impeached by the House, but never over a policy dispute. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was deeply involved in those Senate negotiations. That border deal now on thin ice. This morning, a growing number of Senate Republicans threatening to vote against the border deal their own party helped negotiate. Until we agree on the same goal that we want to secure the border, then there's not a path forward. At least 22 senators say they will not support the package. And the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, calls it dead on arrival. I just don't believe that the Senate bill, as I've explained in all of our statements, meets the criteria that's necessary to solve the problem. The bill includes $20 billion for border security, forcing the border to shut down when migrant apprehensions reach 5,000 a day and making it more difficult to apply for asylum in the U.S. The package also adds 60 billion for Ukraine and 14 billion for Israel. Months ago, House Speaker Mike Johnson called for a compromise like this one. We want to uh, pair border security with Ukraine because I think we get bipartisan agreement on both of those matters. But that was before Donald Trump weighed in. It's a trap for Republicans that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. Is this pressure from Trump misguided? Is it helpful? He's trying to get elected back to be the president of the United States. I've got something I'm trying to accomplish. It's securing the nation and our and our borders right now. Senate negotiators touting that the bill is even supported by the conservative-leaning Border Patrol Union, which calls it a step in the right direction. Many Senate Republicans are going to oppose this bill because it's too effective. Because Donald Trump is telling them, no, keep chaos at the border. Don't solve the problem because that's good politics for us. Well, that's really bad for the country. House Republicans not interested in the Senate solution are moving forward with a vote today to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the border. The moment is urgent. Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas must be impeached. Republicans say Mayorkas has willfully and systemically refused to enforce immigration laws. Democrats calling it a political stunt. Now they want to impeach a man for not doing his job when you didn't give him the resources to do it. If everyone is voting and present today, Johnson can only afford to lose three Republicans. It already won. Congressman Ken Buck told me he will not support this effort, calling it a policy difference, not an impeachable offense. Either way, it is highly unlikely that a Democratic-controlled Senate would convict Mayorkas George. You know, and people wonder why people have lost complete faith in Washington in getting anything done. I mean, it, it's just you know, ludicrous at, at this point. Um, and and I, I understand the play, by the way, and that is that he didn't do anything and they allowed the situation to fester and get worse. 
And now all of a sudden, now as they see that they, it was, it's such an issue for voters, now they're saying that they would like to try to work out a deal and hammer out a deal. But they were silent. What, where have they been over the past couple of years? So, you know, I can see it both ways. It's only a couple months. All of a sudden now, Democrats are desperate to try to get some kind of a border deal. But they certainly didn't seem to be concerned um, in the past. And as far as, you know, now there, uh, it also includes Ukraine and Israel aid as well. Let me just play a little bit more. This is... Um, this is the NBC package of it. Bill does not meet the criteria, and that's why it's dead on arrival. For Republicans like House Whip Tom Emmer, the bill does not do enough to address the border crisis. You have given us a product that, quite frankly, is offensive to the American people and unacceptable. But the Democrat who led the negotiations, Senator Chris Murphy, says the concerns are not related to the policy, but instead the politics of an election year. What they seem to want is just chaos. They want to keep the border unsolved as a problem so that it benefits them in the upcoming election. Trump slamming the bill again overnight. This is a... Uh... A Democrat trap that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. If the bill stalls, it will mean there will be no path toward changing the situation at the border. Frustrating for Sheriff Javier Salazar on the front lines in Bear County, Texas. He's begging for something to get done. To us, it's not a red and blue issue. Uh, it's, it's, it's about the gold in our badges. The growing problem, part of the reason Republican Senator James Langford took the lead in negotiating a fix is warning his colleagues about the consequences of doing nothing. It's a national security crisis, and we should treat it that way. And while the House has called the bill dead on arrival, they are pushing forward with the effort to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Eight yeas, four nays. And the ayes have it. The Rules Committee sending the articles of impeachment to the floor for a full vote today. And the vote to impeach Mayorkas is no guarantee. Republicans can only afford to lose two votes. After Ken Buck of Colorado said that he plans to vote no, Mayorkas has called the impeachment push a political stunt. Savannah? Okay. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber. JMB Plumbing. Call them today. All your plumbing needs. 401 743-9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, I have uh, had the pleasure of knowing this individual. I respect him. I admire him. He is the president, Federation for American Immigration Reform. I would argue 
He has been on the forefront of this issue more than anyone else, and it is our friend Dan Stein. Dan, so great to uh, talk to you, and boy, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on where we are right now with this pending House impeachment. Well, I'm glad to be with you. You know, this is really a major constitutional crisis because, you know, our, our system of checks and balances uh, generally has every power subject to an audit by another branch of government, right? So, you know, the, the courts are often superintending what the executive is doing and Congress checks the executive. Well, in the case of Mayorkas and immigration, we have a situation where Mayorkas has decided to essentially take upon himself the power to admit aliens without limits. And whether it's Congress setting limits or courts you know, considering cases or not considering cases, he's been able to operate outside the law. And the impeachment inquiry is, is, is part of this thing happening now in Texas, where Texas is saying, under the Constitution, this is a compact. We have the right to control the borders when the federal government refuses to do its job. Well, if you allow my workers to simply ignore the law and let millions of people in and, and demand schooling, housing, places and hotels and apartments and everything else without limits and without the consent of the government, I mean, you have a tyranny. And so the impeachment inquiry obviously is going to have trouble getting a conviction in the Senate, no doubt, but it's very important in laying out the record for how this happened and what are the abuses under the law that took place, the corruption and misgovernance that have happened, so that in 2025, God willing, with different political leadership, Congress can step in and craft legislation to make sure this never, ever happens again. And Dan, if you could just touch on I mean, you've covered this for a long time. How would you describe how Mayorkas has conducted himself in the office? Well, this has been something we've been concerned about for a very long time, which is if you have an unscrupulous, corrupt executive that, again, decides to use immigration for his own benefit, for his party's benefit, for whatever ideological benefit or for the benefit of cartels, as a co-conspirator with smuggling operatives and paramilitary cartels, You've got the basis for someone who needed to be removed from office. Now, General Lincoln, I mean, uh, President Lincoln got rid of General McClellan, right? Um, Joe Biden has not gotten rid of Mayorkas. Mayorkas has been contemptuous of Congress. He lies repeatedly to the American people in Congress. He somehow believes that uh, Congress doesn't have the right to superintend what's happening, to get honest answers. He constantly tells us the border is secure. He has this way of kind of looking down and his nose at you. I guess it's a problem. I don't know. But <laughs> I think, but whatever the reason, he looks arrogant. Yes. And he sounds arrogant. And frankly, John, I mean, how on earth can anyone serve as a cabinet secretary in any administration if the, the, the hostility from Congress is so vapid, so so intense, so so vicious that the relationship is non-existent? Um, it's, it's hard to even understand how I – mean, remember, that this, this started under Obama. I mean, at the time, I said this is a dark and dangerous power where Obama is now asserting in his second term, not his first term, he asserted – his first term, he said he didn't have this power. Second term, he said, you know, maybe I can use a pen and a phone. And using this parole power, which is supposed to be a very limited use discretionary thing for a handful of people, urgent reasons – He's turned this thing into a parallel immigration program and, a, and committing massive fraud on the American people by admitting people with phony asylum claims, knowing that they'll never get court dates years and years down the line, at the same time demanding Congress, quote, fix the system by basically giving an amnesty and essentially jamming Congress into saying, 
all you can do is ratify, after the fact, decisions I've made in paroling in millions of people. And then he's been setting up these parallel parole programs from countries without any legal authority at all, extending temporary protected status, which is, again, a limited-use provision, to people from Venezuela, and then turning around and saying, but if you come after a certain day, we're going to deport you. Well, obviously, TTS then was a sham, because if you can deport people to Venezuela, then you couldn't, have, then you shouldn't have granted him TPS. So he's been arrogantly abusing, misusing, and breaking the immigration laws, and then lying about it, and then telling the telling and this all these negotiations in the Senate where my work is participating. I mean, this guy's the Jack the Ripper of border security, John. <laughs> Why would you want him in the room? Folks, again, it's Dan Stein. He is the president, Federation for American Immigration Reform. I'm letting you, the listeners, know. I'm just telling you. I've been covering this for a long time. There's no one more knowledgeable or more entertaining in his presentation than Dan Stein. Dan, while I have you, what is your take on what's going on right now with the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, and the Biden administration? Well, this is very interesting because, you know, under Article 4, the states have the power to repel foreign invasion. The cartels are a paramilitary operation with assault weapons and organized like a military and they are running these massive smuggling operations they're killing americans directly or through fentanyl and you know abbott has petitioned the federal government for some kind of protection and it hasn't come so his position which is very clear is that the texas has the right to set up perimeter barriers buoys razor wire and deploy the texas national guard in service of the national interest well, you know, Biden administration has not only made it easier to immigrate illegally at every turn. I mean, you can't name one thing they've done to help deter it. No. They sue uh. anybody who tries to help out, right? They affirmatively try to stop. So, of course, this Biden administration went to court. They got the Supreme Court on an interim level appeal to say, yeah, you can take it. You know, During the case, you can take, take the razor wire out because it's a federal supremacy argument about the border, border security. And arguably, it is a federal power. Well, okay, so then the question was, are you going to actually come and take it, right? It's one thing to win the court case, another thing to actually do it in an election year, when in all 50 states, immigration is an outcome-determining political issue in this campaign. And if any, although Biden has more vulnerabilities, frankly, than Lusitania, I mean, he's politically, on the immigration, he's like between the wind and water and getting hit all the time. So the optics. Uh, the federal government coming down there and tearing down razor wire uh, don't look so good, right? So Abbott, to his credit, called their bluff, and he basically gave, you know, gave the middle finger to the administration and said, you've got to come and take it down. And they blinked. Biden blinked, right, just like they always blink in the face of hostility. I mean, usually they're blinking over at overseas terrorists and foreign dictators. But this time they're blinking at a governor, and they're saying, well, if you give us access for you know humanitarian emergencies will we won't get in the way right so you see in a, in a sense Abbott <laughs> as of today at least he's uh in prevailing in his in his strategy and you have to get to give this guy credit we got some great governors I know yours is not one of them but no. we have great governors yes <laughs> you know in some of these states and god bless them I mean <laughs> you know what are you going to say he's, he's he's not running for congress he's not running no, for president he's you know, fantastic he's doing the right thing. he is yeah yeah for the people of Texas. Hey, Dan, you'll appreciate this. As you, you probably have seen, uh, they have the illegals they're sleeping at Logan. And I went up to, you know, get some tape and so forth. And one of the guys at Massport, who I've dealt with in the past, told me that the translator told them that uh, all the women were told, just just say you're pregnant. And they were all 
automatically admitted into the country. So you had women that were there that were in their 60s. They all said they were pregnant. You had, you know, young women. That just becomes, that's another part of where they manipulate the system that the Biden administration allows that to happen. Yeah, but it's one thing to be inept. It's another thing to intentionally sabotage the right. system. And then and then you see the hockey stick when you look at the numbers. Biden comes in, dismantles everything. And then, but now Biden has the audacity to say to the Senate, oh, if you pass this lousy bill that actually weakens my power, I'll shut the border down now. Okay, Biden threatened to veto H.R. 2, the strong bill that the House passed, the day after they passed it last year. Okay, it wasn't even slated to come up in the Senate, and the White House already issued a veto threat. So he turns around, and now he's going, well, it's the Republicans' fault. I haven't secured the border. I mean, I understand that politicians lie. I mean, I get that. But this is this is felony-level, Super Bowl, World Series-level lying by a, <laughs> the most disingenuous. I mean, this is insane. I mean, h- how can he sit there and blame the, the Republicans for something when he's sitting there with a knife Blood dripping off the. I mean, he basically, you can track every single act that he did from the yep. day he came into office, every executive order, every policy change, every regulation to demonstrate how he created this mass invasion. And to turn around and try to blame it on the Republicans is mind blowing. Yeah. Folks, again, by the way, I want to let people know if you visit their website, I love the clock of the uh, daily border crossings that Fear has up. The website is Fear us.org again he is the president federation american immigration reform the best and it is dan stein dan great to talk to you i will talk to you again very soon and uh, keep up the great work great to talk to you my friend when it comes to insurance you need a neighbor a partner and friend you need shopper insurance agency they're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, SHAPA Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island of Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401 900 INSU or 401 900 4678. Look for them on Facebook, again, located Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Shapa Insurance Agency, your neighbor, your partner, your friend. One-Stop Insurance Solutions. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Controversy. Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey. She announced she's converting Roxbury Recreation Center. New shelter for illegals. And I don't blame the people for being upset about it. Let's listen. Because I'm committed to this. Little kids need to be able to breathe clean air. They need to be able to access swimming pools. They need to have lifeguards there who are gonna teach them how to swim. And they need to have activities. I don't know what we're gonna do for a couple, three months. I'll call universities, I'll call other places. 
The governor went on to say she is also looking at other locations, but has not said exactly where. No, she sent them to Roxbury. Make no mistake about it. She sent them to Roxbury, as other people are saying that, you know, she didn't she didn't send them to Wellesley or anything like that. Let's listen to uh, the, the, the full piece. Here it is. Inside the new temporary shelter, which will be a safe space for hundreds of families over the next few months. The Melnia Cass Rec Center. A recreational center in Roxbury, now a temporary safety net site with beds, play areas, and other necessities for incoming migrant families that the governor and community leaders toured today. We're here today because... We really don't have a choice. State and city leaders say they've all been moved by the plight of families, many now camping out at Logan Airport with no place to go, and a state shelter system stretched to the limit. When uh, children are asking, Mommy, where are we going tonight? Where are we going to sleep? Uh, it's a human crisis. Shame on Healy! But the plan has received mixed reviews in the community, since the recreation center is also a vital resource for youth and adult programs. We sympathize with them. We as a people in our community, we love. But sometimes we love so much that we spite our own selves. Alternating toe touches. Tony DeRocca with Boston United Track and Cross Country coaches young athletes in a free weekly program here and now doesn't know where they'll go with a meet set for Sunday. We have kids who also are impacted negatively and our program is one that very few stable times of their life. I've been going here for like two years now and like it's been like a second home to me. But the decision to make it a temporary home until May 31st for migrant families is called humanitarian but also difficult by some and Boston Mayor Michelle Wu acknowledged that today. This is not the first time that this community has been asked to sacrifice over and over again. And so we'll continue to work with the state and ensure that all options are on the table. Now, the governor says she hopes the community will be helped, not burdened by the plan, saying local vendors will be used to provide food and other necessities here, and funding will be provided for long-awaited upgrades to the Melnia Cass Recreational Center once the temporary shelter is closed. You know... They, they, they think about this. They, they're now, and it's been happening, but knocking out regular citizens to put them there. How is that fair? And she can cry all she wants. That is, that is absolutely ridiculous. Hey, and, and by the way, folks, you watch. This is going to spread. Uh, Governor McKee, he is absolutely dearing them, dearing them to, to start to put some uh, to bring illegal, I mean, he's not, you know, not showing up on a bus, definitely arriving here. But can you get any closer than Roxbury to Providence? That's a short ride, under an hour. But th this is on Democrat policies. This is absolutely about with what's going on at the border and then allowing it to then go into other cities, whether it's New York or Chicago, or in this case, in the Boston area. So, and you, you continue, if you run a sanctuary state, then you're open to it. You run a sanctuary city, then you're vulnerable to it. But this begins and ends with the policies at, at the border. And as long as you have governors like Governor Healy and Governor McKee, 
and Governor Newsom uh, in the mayor of New York City and the governor of Illinois, then, uh, you know, why should it just be a problem for Texas? Why should it just be a problem for Arizona? Other states are stepping up. So, but to be knocking out American citizens for these people who have no business being here, totally wrong. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. All your oil needs, make it Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Call Henry Oil today. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential, commercial fuel oil delivery since 1947. They also have budget plans, service contracts, lock, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. we got a long way to go with winter. Make sure that tank is filled. Call Henry Oil today. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. A local, family-run business since 1947 that you can depend on. For all your oil needs, call Henry Oil today. 401 521 0200. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video. It has links to on the scene live stream. Remember, there's no vo- uh, vowel I. It's D E P E T R O.com, DePietro.com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me dpetro.com log on and then links to facebook and youtube everything we have it's all waiting for you right there at the website 